Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 40 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at the new times of 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. If you missed the live stream, you can catch up with the whole show as I re-upload it every Sunday to my own YouTube channel at Virtual Reality Oasis. Or you can check out the audio version, which is available over at Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So if you're new to the show, let me introduce you to the team. Hopefully we've got everything up and running now, by the way. Uh, apologies for the previous uh, little stream. We're back on track now, so hopefully we should be able to go without a hitch. Uh, but let us know in the comments down below if everything's okay. We'd love to know your feedback. But let me introduce you to the team, of course. First up, this guy is going to be soon jetting off to LA to get the fresh scoops uh, from the show floor at E3 is, of course, Nathy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yes, I'm going to be uh, your eyes on the floor. I'm going to uh, yes. keep an eye open for the best VR games experiences and apps out there. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, that's for sure. So, like, lots of yeah. announcements already. So, the excitement is real. LA before, by the way? No, like this is my first time in America, so uh, it's Ooh. gonna be interesting. Whoa! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my homeland. <laughs> Thank you. So not only are you gonna be checking out all the cool stuff at E3, but you're gonna be trying out Twinkies and all these like American foods that you've always wanted to try yourself. Dude, it's going to be epic. Like I'm, I'm going to have a, a little bit of a holiday too, just a little bit. Like most of the time, I'm just like playing VR stuff, and but I also want to chill a bit outside of the E3. Let's see how it goes. But I'm like addicted to checking out new like VR games. So I'm sure it's going to be like a, a hard way like of balancing that out. So we'll yeah. see. Well, it's always good to, uh, you know, get away as well. Recharge the batteries, oh, yeah. come back fighting as well. So yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your, uh, your fresh news uh, yes. on the ground. Stay tuned. Uh, so next up, this guy this week has been fighting the good fight against the inevitable robot uprising and his Chrome browser is, of course... <laughs> <laughs> Rowdy guy, how you doing, dude? You all right? I'm doing all right. Like I'm saying, it's a nice day outside, and I think everyone in Belgium is currently outside enjoying themselves and have no time to be messing around with my internet. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm doing all right, though. I'm doing all right myself, yeah. So it's, it's not the fact that you're trying to boycott the show because you want to just go outside. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not what we're doing here. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So uh, next up, this guy, he almost didn't make the show because uh, he had a lunch appointment with the Baker family from Resident Evil 7. It's our very own VR Twitch streamer, Zimtok5. How you doing, dude? You all right? I love brains. <laughs> you do? Well, <laughs> is, it, is it Rosemary, the, the mother there? She oh. cooks a good brain, uh, brain roast dinner, apparently. Does she have a name? I, I couldn't I tell while I was uh, just eating raw rosemary. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you've been jumping back into Resident Evil, right? Yeah, Resident Evil. It's like, I, I I do love a bit of Resident Evil. I think they've done something really special with that game that no other game has really been able to do because they, they get the story and the characterization so solidly down um, mm. that the fact that they brought DLC out, which is what I'm now playing through, I've done three of the DLC. There's two more to go. They released a free one. So if anyone hasn't actually played it, there's a Not a Hero DLC that I'm playing through at the moment. Uh, which is a bit more like the like kind of middle of the game, uh, mm -hmm. and, and you get it for free. So there's a free DLC and there's also a, a paid one. So I'm trying that at the moment and haven't beaten it yet, but 
it's uh, it's rough, you know. Don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The thing with, with Resident Evil is like I don't mind like watching the videos and watching like the the movies, but doing that in VR is like a completely different kind of thing for me. It yes. freaks me out. It's way more terrifying. I can't even like I haven't played Resident Evil Seven in VR. Like I look forward to it, oh. um, but you know, like, <laughs> I, I just can't even imagine enduring those like stabbing scenes in in Resident Evil Seven in VR. I'll tell you the worst one, Mike. Uh, you have to do it. There is a version of I think it's Blackjack that you play with your hand on the table, uh, and let me just say that um, there's a certain kind of uh, ghost limb feeling that you get from Resident Evil in that particular DLC. It's called uh, 21. Um, play through to the end of that one, Mike. I want to see that video. Because this is, a, if you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the uh, the kind of like uh, the, the son of the family who's a bit crazy and is a bit like sore. Like, is that is that kind of what you're talking about? The, the yeah, DLC? that's the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah I, thought so much, I thought as much. Yeah, 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 the puzzle dude. Yeah, he's he's super freaky. I don't like that guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in the new one. So he's, he's in the Not A Hero one as well. He's like the main bad he's the main antagonist in it um and god the things he does it again you said saw that's it if you want to play saw in vr then resident evil is your bag right 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 okay cool i love it okay cool so uh last but by no means least myself mike the host of the show from virtual reality oasis in today's episode we're going to be talking about stormland uh insomniac are building up the hype for this new big triple a title that they're releasing uh next year we're also going to be talking about apple ar kit 2 uh updates from apple about their augmented reality technology Mm. will this finally make ar more compelling well stay tuned to find out and then finally, we're going to be talking about our E3 predictions, uh, which is uh, we discuss uh, the biggest sort of gaming event of the year, which is, of course, E3, um, what we think about what's coming up and what's going to be releasing in the near future. But let's start off the show with how we normally start it nowadays, and that is to find out what we've been experiencing in the metaverse this week. So I'm going to kick it over to Zim first. Uh, let's uh, find out what you've been up to this week, dude. I'd love to know. Uh, loads of Oculus Go, to be honest. I've been using it as my daily driver. So it's been, um, and, uh, and and just for the record, because I've been itching my nose like crazy, I do not do cocaine. <laughs> you're suffering from the old hay fever? Is that what, if that's what's going on, your hay fever's kicking in? Or? I, no, 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 I don't have anything like that. It's just literally this little patch on my nose that is, uh, for some reason, some reason causing me an issue uh, today. So I don't know what it is. <laughs> it, it, it used to happen in the DK2 days. So it's kind of like a little bit of annoyance and a little bit of nostalgia all mixed into one. But mm. uh, the Go is been just so fun. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm playing poker in it. I'm using the social aspects of it, um, mingling with people around the world in it. I had, I've still had loads of fun and I mentioned it before, but like Deer Hunter VR, that game goes from being like a really kind of simple arcade game where it's like shoot two deer and there's like four deer and you're like, okay, this isn't too difficult to uh, find two wolves in a pack of like 20 animals. And you have to kind of literally within seconds, identify, mark your target and take a blast. It's really quite good. So, you know, if there's anything that I would say about it is uh, if, if, if you're in it all to the whole kind of uh god what was that old old game um what am I but like hunting about? right like you you kind of got it like because i tried it's it on your, like, based on, on your recommendation yeah. uh, like a week ago i don't know i just felt a bit weird because like I'm weird. like not like i'm a, like a vegan or anything or like a vegetarian <laughs> but like i don't know i just feel something really bad about just shooting like a baby deer so i, I can see why some people might not get quite feel something with this game if you know what i mean yeah do you know, yeah. Do you know what i mean yeah well i mean that that's why like it, it does the animations if you're not into the kind of whole hunting sphere 
yeah. might be uncomfortable with it. And I actually, yeah, yeah. that says something about it as a simulator that it's actually, yeah, totally. to, for me, it's definitely the most kind of realistic and you are stuck in place. Essentially, I think you can move your head left and right to move a little bit, uh, but you're basically stuck in place. But like the duck hunting in it, I mean, you're taking a shotgun and blasting ducks out of the sky. It, it's not like, you know, it's not a kid's game. <laughs> it's a hunting yeah, game. Yeah, it is, it's a hunting simulator, essentially. Yeah, sorry, it? sorry, Zim, it sounds very violent to me. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I, I like I like baby ducks. I like Bambi, and yeah. no, I, I I just I just can't handle this. Sorry. No, and, and, and that's like because I, I did want to check it out, and I also checked out Vulcan as well based on your recommendation. And ah. Vulcan uh, was that like jumping one, and I found it very difficult. Like you said, I couldn't get very far at all. Like it, I was just like, no, this I suck at this game. And then I did check out um, the Deer Hunter one, and I did the first couple of episodes, like missions, and then. It does have that reward loop where you can buy new items and upgrade stuff. But yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, I don't mind shooting zombies or like shooting like uh, robots when they're uprising <laughs> and, and trying to take over the world like Skynet or like, you know, bad sort of, uh, you know, enemies. But like, uh, I don't know, baby deers. I don't know. I think I have to call them <laughs> But I, I understand where like everyone's a little yeah, so I, the the one the one kind of main bulletin point I'd say from this week was I um as it was as it was mentioning before we had the drop, um, the Oculus Go is a, a great little device, and I really miss being able to share that stuff with my audience. Again, being a live guy, the option is there to live stream to Facebook. So I said, "Feck it, let's try that this week." And so I did that. So what I did was I live streamed to Facebook and took my live stream from Facebook and rebroadcast that through Twitch. And yeah. so we did a live Twitch stream while I was going through kind of the menus of and showing off a couple of titles. And the really interesting thing was certain titles are almost are, are essentially incompatible or blocked from live streaming, whereas really? others work. Um, so for instance, one of my favorites, uh, Poker VR, I think the strain on the system is too much to do that and streaming at the same time. So right. it just chokes before you can even get into a game. Whereas other games, almost the, the recording stops and doesn't even let you launch the app. And then yeah. I'd say 80% of the apps allow you in. But something like Netflix or whatever, what doesn't even show up. And that's for obvious reasons. But of course, you yeah. know, um, that kind of surprised me, but it was also kind of a successful test. And the best part about the whole thing to share the information with other people is that after this, I was like a little frustrated by it because I was like, you know, I know they weren't able to capture the audio, but the thing my four-year-old says to me all the bloody time, but why? You know, and it's just, but why? Why can't I have the audio in this case, not yeah. the ice cream? But, you know, and then so I, I tweeted at Carmack and I, I basically asked him that question. And thankfully he tweeted back in two seconds and said, you know, we're working on it. We're working on getting audio for broadcasting, which I think is so important for pushing the medium because if you're in yeah. a go, someone next to you can't see what it is. I'm actually at the point now where I'm trying to convince my that's wife, exactly. let's buy a second one uh, so that exactly. we can play together, exactly. you know? Yeah. 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 And it's been a problem for content creators like us as well, right from the very beginning. And like you say, we, we've highlighted these things uh, to, to Oculus and, and Carmack has been really responsive in terms of stuff that that's I've uh, tweeted to him as well. And he does say that native uh, audio recording will come to the recorded files in the future. But I think the problem that we've yeah. experienced is you get variable frame rates, just like you just described. Yeah. You know, you can record a video uh, on the go on one day and then use another application on the other day. The frame rate of both those files would be completely different. So it wasn't... They don't record it at a consistent yeah, 60 yeah, I see, frames. I know what you mean because i've tried the recording side but for me the yeah. streaming was solid like it was a yeah. solid i don't know it was 60 fps or something like that maybe it was 30 mm. but it was smooth like once the application was up it was fine i was getting somehow software layer blocked from launching applications and so it right. would it would actually stop 
uh, it wouldn't even stop the stream. The stream would keep going. The stream would freeze, but the app wouldn't load, or it would load for me, and they couldn't see it. So it was a bit a bit funny that way. Yeah, it's an interesting workaround, though. You know, streaming it to Facebook and then restreaming that from Facebook to Twitch. You know, that's that's like a workaround, right? You've done it before. Yeah, exactly. Let's just hope that they integrate these like things natively in the future. That would yeah. be the best. And that bet. does work if you've got a room mic hanging out, by the way, and your little Oculus Go is sitting there. You'll know if you turn it to full volume, it can pick up the audio. So actually, yeah. it, it the audio worked slightly out of desync. Uh, so it was kind of hokey pokey, but it still worked. <laughs> if anyone's interested in doing it. So what about you, Nathy? Uh, what have you been playing this week, dude? Yeah, so I've been playing a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I checked out a lot of animations, actually. I uh, watched uh, Cairo's Tale, the big egg, like a, a small like indie animation, super fun, like $1. Um, I also uh, watched two Google Spotlight uh, stories, uh, one called Piggy and the other one was On Ice. That was basically like Queen meets uh, uh, Star Wars. Very okay. cool. And, and those two are, are completely free. They are like available on Steam as far as I know. So if you are looking for a nice animation, then uh, go for it. But the, the major thing I played, the most important one was, was definitely uh, a wheelchair simulator um, because of the fact that this is not your casual simulator to make just, just fun out. No, it's one that is actually trying to spread a message about mm. people who are in a wheelchair and how it must be to like face certain uh, challenges, but also how people treat you like you're special or something while they just want to be like everyone else. So at the start as well, when you cross the road, he's like, I'm just doing the same as everyone else, but just in a different way. But that doesn't mean that I'm special. Maybe if I uh, uh, like um, save a cat out of a tree in a wheelchair, then maybe yeah. But the the the, the casual things are just they're just like everyone else. So this this game is basically trying to just tell everyone like, hey, uh, uh, everyone is the same, but everyone has their own little package of what they need to deal with. So uh, in the game itself, you need to play certain levels, uh, and every level has its own theme from construction site to a city to well, you, you go to all kinds of places, also like a, a train station, like one of the most dangerous ones because you need to like cross the the the, the, the railway. It's, uh, it's tricky because you need to also shoot with a slingshot at certain points to open all the... Yeah, so um, this, this game is very playful, very... It's, it, it's, it's talking about a serious issue, but makes like fun out of it as well. So it's like a, a comical experience, really cool. And uh, yeah, every level you need to like use an actual like like uh, a wheelchair, or at least that's how it feels like. So you're yeah. just sitting in your chair, moving it all the time. The faster you move, the, the the more you can do. Of course, the faster you can go. You can do all yeah. kinds of backflips and front flips and crazy Tony Hawk stuff if you want to. You need to go backwards. You need, to, you need to dodge all kinds of like dangerous stuff. It's I think we it's may a crazy have game, lost really Nathy's cool. audio. Yeah. No, no, I can still hear him. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so so Nathy still uh, sounds fine to me. Um, but yeah, like it's, so, it sounds like it's a game that sort of is not only just sort of having a little bit of fun in VR, but it's also sharing like an important message as well, right? Yes. Yes. And 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 the the money that you spend on the game, like a part of it, goes to charity. So um, I don't know uh, how much that is, but if you want to know more about the charity cause itself, it's like on their Steam page. Not that you just uh, you know. Yes. Yeah, so no audio awesome. for Nathy. Okay. Awesome, awesome. I can hear you fine, dude. Um, okay. 
Like it's an awesome way. It seems like an awesome way to sort of um, raise money for charity as well. Like, yeah. So they're making this game not only just to sort of raise awareness for for people that you know the everyday struggles for people that are in wheelchairs, yeah, true. but also that they're raising money for for an awesome charity as well. Yeah. That sounds like a cool little game. Yeah, I've got, like a, just to help us on the audio. I side, play a lot of stuff because uh, yes, I can't sure. hear you on my end. Would you mind unmuting in the alternate source, and I'll, we'll be able to hear you then on the on the cast. Okay. Maybe just to redo that because um, I have no way of affecting anything. I don't know. Okay, so while they sort out that, I'll talk about what I've been playing this Good. week because we've lost Rowdy. We're almost no, losing. Rowdy's here, Mike. Rowdy's here. Oh. We just don't have his video. His his audio's here. Are you here, Rowdy? No. Oh, he's not. He's not in the Zencaster anymore. Right. So, um, so this week I played uh, Moss uh, because. Uh, Polyarch, the developers of Moss, have uh, been sort of cryptically tweeting out hints that they're going to be bringing Moss to PC really, really soon. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I was expecting some sort of like E3 release or something like that, some sort of announcement around that sort of time, because most of the big announcements are happening then. Uh, But then just out of the blue, out of nowhere, on Thursday, the 7th of June, Moss just dropped on Steam and the Oculus Store. And um, so I finally got to check it out. And uh, yeah, I have to say I really, really enjoyed my time with the game. I think uh, Quill is uh, an adorable character and uh, the sort of animations and the environments just around sort of Quill and and the story is like absolutely stunning. Uh, So um, it was cool to finally jump into it because I had actually bought it when I picked up the PSVR when uh, Nathie kindly gave me one and I I picked up a PlayStation Pro and I maybe played like the first five minutes. Mm. But then I just never really had the opportunity to go back and play it anymore. So now that it's finally here on the Rift, well, now I hopefully have more time to check it out. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really great. And in terms of like um, the control scheme as well, it felt more natural using the touch controllers than, than using like a, a PS4 traditional controller. Because like, uh, you know, with the left thumbstick, you're controlling Quill's movement and then you're physically sort of like interacting with the world with your own hands. Mm. So it felt more natural than just using a controller. Um, but also like because you're you play this sort of guardian character that is sort of looking after Quill, you feel this sort of real sense of uh, sort of responsibility. You know, you're looking after this small, tiny, fragile little mouse and uh, guiding her on this like sort of epic quest. And yeah. it's got this kind of like really cool overarching story and narrative that guides you through the story that explains why uh, her quest is so important and, you know, how, how uh, you know, the success of her journey is so mm-hmm. integral to the rest of the story. So, yeah, I think it's really, really cool. For me, it tops, uh, it tops Lucky's Tale in terms of like a, a platforming Ooh. game in VR. Hmm. And, um, yeah, I've only played like the first like 40, 45 minutes so far. But um, I've actually dedicated like a time slot tomorrow to just say like I'm I'm not doing anything else. I'm literally just going to play Moss until I, I finish the game completely, and then I can just move on, <laughs> and then maybe try and finish uh, Red Matter as well because I really want to play that game. That's as another well. one that I've got on my two finished list as well. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's like first world problems, right? For us, you know, we sort of tend to dip into like the first like quarter of a game, and then we never get to play it ever again. So uh, I'm really going to make sure I put some time aside tomorrow to make sure I go back and finish Moss and hopefully Red Matter as well um but according to rowdy i was speaking to him just before the show and he was saying that the game is just under sort of three hours so maybe like sort of two and a half hours long 
Um, so I, you know, I, I could probably get that in uh, tomorrow, no problem. If I, especially if I've done the first forty minutes already. Um, but did you not get the opportunity to check it out on the PSVR then, Zim, when it was uh, originally released? No, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't bought it. Uh, I, I kind of steered away from it, to be honest, Mike. A lot of the um, a lot of the bigger titles when they drop, you know, it's kind of like this, like and then like nobody is playing it after the point. So I tend to kind of target my attention to the after effect. Yeah, and also it worked for me back in the day because. You know, if you wait for a game sale or you just wait for it to dip in price a little bit, overall, all the titles you're covering, you, as I said, capture that kind of second beat audience who wasn't rushing to buy the game on the first day, just wants to know if it's any good and um, enjoys that kind of entertainment live, you know, later on. So I've got a little bit of a different approach to kind of the, what I'll call it, the YouTuber rush to be like, yeah. first, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Well, you, Nathan knows the YouTuber life. Uh, have you have you sort of finished Moss or have you only just sort of, no. like me, just played for sort of 40 minutes or so? No, I play an hour. I play an hour yeah. of the game. So I, I, I haven't played the rest, but I'm curious about the PC version of it and how it looks and how it plays. I mean, it's it, it, it's a little different. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Zim, are you saying that you can't hear Nathie? Is that right? The show no. can't hear him. No, people yeah, can't can hear, hear him. He's, he's got uh, to unmute right, in the. I'm, I'm in talking the for myself. I'm talking, and then we'll hear him for fun. So, so if you unmute yourself uh, in our program, Nathie, then we should be able to hear. The rest of the world should be able to hear you. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, hello. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So that, that should be better now. There yeah. you go. Is that okay? Your answer was, yeah, sure. sir Nathie. Okay, cool. So, like, uh, Nathie, just go over what you just yeah. said in terms okay. of playing through Yeah, uh, let me. Can you guys hear me? Put a thumbs up. Um, yeah. So, uh, what I what I wanted to say for a while now <laughs> is uh, I played a part of uh, Mass on on the PlayStation for like an hour or something. Um, but I'm very curious about like a PC version because there are some graphical options there. You can, you know, you you can play it in a in a, in a different way where it looks nicer. It, it plays different. Because you you are using different controls, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so so I, I in the on the PlayStation you were using a gamepad, right? Mm. And uh, on on PC you're using your controllers. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So like that's that's exactly right. Like because you're using the touch controllers, you can not only just control Quill, but you can interact with the yeah. environment at the same time. You're not yeah. like. Yeah. I was I was surprised about the launch. Like it, it came very unexpected. It was just I saw the GIF of of them like posting the the the, the mice uh, the, the mouse uh, quill, uh, and I was like, hmm, okay, uh, what what is this? And then it was al- almost like confirmed that it was coming to uh, Steam and uh, Oculus Home. So. Yeah, it, it, I, I expected this game to be uh, an exclusive for uh, a, a much longer time. I'm not sure about you, but uh, usually PlayStation yeah. VR games take a long time before they come to you know. Yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't that long ago that it released on no. PSVR. It was at like beginning of the year, in fact. And um, like I said, I thought E3 was going to be the time that they were going to announce something coming up in the future for a release on PC. But then they just dropped it unexpectedly on the store and then we were able to play it straight away. So it was a nice surprise for me. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed my time with it. If you're interested in Moss, uh, I would definitely recommend you go check it out. Uh, it's available for 19 99 in British pounds uh, on Steam and Oculus Store and 29 99 in us dollars uh so if you're interested in a platformer game in vr i would say it's yeah. way up there it's it's yeah, super it's polished the environments play. look gorgeous it just controls really well but then just be aware that it is relatively short according to and it's a third person game too right i mean that's something yeah. as, a, as i said before that's like a specific genre that not everyone uh, uh likes but if you yeah. haven't tried a third person yet just just try it see 
if you like it or not. Because I see a lot of people saying like, ah, third person in VR, that's not VR, yeah. that's this and that. I'm like, just try one first. And then, okay, if you then tried it and you're like, ah, it's still, it still sucks, fine. But like, I don't think you can really hate on Mars after you've played a little bit. So, like, because like, you can move your head into the environment. So, like, you know, Moss is obviously it's like a, a small it's a little first mouse. person. It's a first person yeah. slash third person game. You're yeah. playing as a as a guardian. You you help uh, uh, Quill, and Quill is like a third person character. So it's it's a mix like along together, where you are the first person ghost guardian, whatever you are, and then you yeah. see in front of you a third person character you can control too. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, Moss is out now on Steam and Oculus. If you're interested in a platformer, yeah. definitely go check it out. There are some definitely go good third-person games. I uh, just want to mention them. So we mentioned Lucky's Tale. So Mike, like, yeah. like we've got that one. Uh, we've got Kronos. The one I yeah. didn't think of before, but I'm thinking of now is Blaze Rush. Blaze Rush, if you play that with friends, is really good. And actually the Oculus Go version of it, as well as the desktop version, are great. Yeah, really good. The only thing yeah. I don't like about that is they have different compartments so you have to have friends in that environment to be able to play with them. But um, oh, I right. think you'll change your mind about third person if, if you play something like that and give it a go. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on to the next bit of news, and that is um, Oculus Start Kits have started to be shipped to developers. So early this year, Oculus launched Oculus Start, which is a program aimed at giving uh, budding developers the equipment, resources, and support that they need to start developing games for VR. Now, Oculus states that as they're just as they're sort of scaling VR technology, they're also scaling their sort of support to sort of the developer ecosystem. And the Oculus Start program was their sort of answer for that. And uh, what you had to do is you had to sort of apply to uh, enter the program. And if you sort of qualified and got accepted, then this week you were starting to receive your oculus start uh, kits and now there's a lot of sort of mystery in terms of like what was actually in these boxes um because no one really knew oculus didn't sort of say this is what was in the kit um so uh, they were sort of uh, saying to devs you know when you get your kit like tweet out what was inside uh, and now that they've started to receive them you know people have started to sort of explain what was in the box so in the box uh, for the oculus start devs you got uh, an oculus rift uh you got an oculus go you got an Oculus Start hoodie, uh, a little sort of Oculus branded notepad mm. and pen, some stickers, and an Oculus Start branded glass cup as well. So it's okay. a, a, a sweet little package. You know, you got some Oculus swag in there, but also you got an Oculus Rift and a Go, so you can start developing uh, apps and games for those platforms. And I think that's what they're trying to sort of promote and they're trying to push. Um, Mike, I just got to say, like, if you think about the value that you get out of a Go yeah. and a Rift for 600 it's just that's amazing that we live in this world. It just kind of clicked for me, but it's like you get a go at a rift. Now that they're they're shipping this to these guys for free to support them yeah, as developers, course, yeah. which is yeah. awesome. But even the fact that you could buy those two headsets, wow, six hundred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, not only just the uh, the equipment is important, but the, the resources and the support that Oculus are willing to provide as well. You know, like we've seen with bigger studios, Oculus Studios tends to, like, see a good idea. They sort of then say, right, we're going to work with you now and we're going to build this into yeah. something really great. You know, and we're going to be talking a bit more about that, like, with Insomniac mm -hmm. uh, later on and what they're doing with Respawn. You know, they're really working with these big studios, but also, like, indie developers to bring some really great experiences uh, to the to uh you know oculus platform and i think that's great and uh you know what we've seen with beat saber you know indie devs can really achieve amazing things you know if they've got a really cool idea that that works well in virtual reality then uh you know they can they can they can make it work but what i'm a little bit worried about is that 
because they're effectively kickstarting a VR development project that then it might be just exclusive to their platform. And I think that's the thing that worries me the most. I don't know about you guys, what you think of that? Um, so do you think like, you know, it, it, the thing is like people get upset with platform exclusivity, right? So, you know, if, if they're backing these projects, should they get the exclusive rights to them or should they be allowed to have this game released on Steam as well? Yeah, it's the same as angel investment scenario. Mm. If you're taking the money, if you're taking the props, then I think it seems fair. It's similar to if you develop in Unreal or Unity, you know, they're going to take a slice of your action. Um, it's the same thing if you put an app up on, you know, the Apple store. So I think I think it's a fair thing to say that if you're going to leverage a platform, sure, we use leverage. We leverage platforms like, you know, Twitch and YouTube as well. So and they all take their cut. So it's 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 a fair mm. it's a fair environment. Um, the thing that I'd love to experience actually firsthand, my wife and I have thought about it, is um, is actually what is that like to start from scratch get their support, for instance, and then develop on a platform. Because I've always wondered what their API is like to plug into. I know I've heard yeah. from devs some immediate feedback that has said it can be more challenging to, to kind of connect into uh, Oculus's set and configure your game for Oculus and Oculus Home than some of the other platforms. Although I think Sony is still touted as the, as the toughest from a QA perspective. Obviously, Steam now, that's another piece of interesting news. They just open their doors wide to... Uh, to all games and they're like you know what forget this we're not gonna filter anymore we're gonna let everyone through um yeah. which, which i think is actually a good thing i, I prefer yeah, a, yeah. a less moderated environment yeah yeah totally i think uh we're gonna have to switch from our audio platform straight back to our normal video platform because uh, i think nathie's struggling to hear use him oh. so i think we're just gonna ditch that one and then uh, we can all hopefully talk to each other <laughs> through our video uh platform yeah, and uh, oh. back, Rowdy's back in, hey, in nice the timing, in house bro. as well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully everyone can hear everyone now. Just confirm that. So can um, can you hear everyone? Let's see. Okay, so yeah. testing Zim. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. Everyone's back. Okay. Cool. So let's move on because we're gonna have a we're gonna have a bit of double feedback in our own ears, but we can put up with that for the recording uh, for the audio version. I'm sure. Um, but let's move on to the other bit of quick news this week, and that is that um, the Oculus Go has released in China. So uh, they released in China under the uh, Exumi brand, and the Oculus Go is called the Mi VR Standalone in China. And uh, it's estimated that they sold 30,000 headsets on the first day wow. of release, and uh, their official website completely sold out, so you couldn't actually pick one up anymore. Um after that, which I think it was like the first five or 10 minutes, they completely sold out. And then after that, they had a further 50,000 people sign up on their website to say they're very interested in buying one and they want to get notified to when the next sort of uh, batch of hardware is ready for shipment. So it seems like, you know, mobile VR and standalone VR is super popular. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, in China, they've had, um, you know, the Vive Focus as well available uh, for some time. Isn't that right, Nikki? No, that's um, like it's a development kit, so you can't buy it yet. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. But, you know, it seems like uh, it's very popular over there as well. They're selling out like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when they get them back in stock, I'm sure it'll be the same again. Uh, but in terms of like the difference between like the Western re release and the sort of China release of the actual headset, uh, it looks identical. Um, but the only difference is that the actual casing of the actual headset itself is white rather than gray. So you still have the gray front. You still have the the, 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 the facial interface kit is the same, but the actual frame of it is white. Um, interestingly the other uh, thing about it is that 
if you look under the uh, the left um, sort of uh, strap on the the US and the UK version, uh, sort of Western version, you've got the Me logo there. Yep. Um, but actually, on the China version, it's got the Oculus logo in that place. So it's almost like they're promoting one another, which is uh, kind of interesting. I've actually used one, Mike. Uh, oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, I used one. So with the Poker VR guys uh, from Mega Particle, they had half and half. So they had like four goes, or sorry, two goes and two of the Shimi or whatever we, <laughs> however you, you you pronounce it correctly. They are identical as far as I could tell yeah. in terms of their form factor, how they fit, how they worked. It's just to go with another brand. Obviously, it's manufactured by the same company and the software that's loaded on there will be different. In other words, the operating system is going to be separated and they're obviously walled gardens separated from one another thanks to the Chinese regulations. Aside from that, same same piece of kit. So that, that was the one thing that I didn't know any information about. And uh, that was like the UI. So is it the same? Is it like Oculus Home when you put it on? Or is it like a completely separate custom made UI? App is um, running already, Mike. So I didn't get the chance to experience right. it from the base, I'm afraid. I only got to see the app that was running on it. And I think it was actually stripped down because they were dev kit equivalents oh. of the product. Well, it sounds like we need to get one from China again, you know? Yeah, exactly. For science. Yeah, challenge. Bad for Nathan, Nathan's brother. Goodbye, challenge. dude. Well, I mean, challenge accepted, right? No, but I'm very curious about that version too, you know, and what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. mysterious. Uh, the the only thing I've really seen of of the of the the launch there was CodeSync because they have been uh, making all of their games ready for like the go in in in, in China too, you know. So hmm. yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It will be it will be interesting to see because like I, from what I understand they're going to have their own store so like me are going to have their own me store. Uh, they will have some games that are Western games <laughs> that will be ported over and sort of translated. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know about that. So. I, I wonder, could you could you play WeChat inside a Go? I was just going. I was like, so we've got the Wii store. Yeah, the I mean store. WeChat is like must be must be in there. I'm sure that that's like the standard in China. It's like a WeChat for the people that don't know is like. I mean, it, it, it's oh. it's Facebook. It, it's everything together. You know, it's it's all the social medias. It's how you pay. It's 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 everything. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge over there, right? It's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's move on to the next bit of news this week. Um, Rec Rec Room Royale is finally out. So the wait is finally over. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was like a test weekend for Rec Royale, and we all jumped in it. We all had a lot of fun with it, by all accounts, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've kind of been waiting since then for them to release it as an official feature to Rec Room. And if you're not familiar with Rec Room or what Rec Room Royale is, it's like a, a, a Rec Room is a free application that's available on PSVR, Oculus Rift, uh, Vive as well on Steam. Um, and it's kind of one of those great sort of social game games. Uh, social applications where you can jump in with loads of other players, jump in with friends, have a great sort of uh, adventure together in these little sort of quests that they've got up and running. But also they've just released sort of Rec Royale, which is this kind of like a similar to Fortnite, PUBG. You sort of, um, it's a battle royale game where you sort of all start off in a cable car together uh, with 15 other players. And then you sort of hang glide down to an island and then you fight it out to get the coveted award of Scouts Honor because you're all little boy and girl scouts. Yeah, amazing. Um, also, you've got like a, a swarm of bees which are ever closing the circle. So it forces players to get into sort of uh, confrontational situations, which is kind of fun. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it back then. And now it's sort of finally released. So it released uh, on the 7th of June, which is a couple of days ago, same day that Moss came out. So it was a great day for VR that day. 
Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to jumping back into this one. I don't know if uh, there's been many changes since like the test and, until like very the official short, release. Didn't it? I mean, between the the test and the release, it was like bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. I mean, yeah, like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the the biggest update was basically some uh, updates for PlayStation VR users, some small ones, and and a lot of like a streamer options for us to like record with. So, right. Yeah. But I'm sure they are going to approve it along the way. It's just. It's just unbelievable that this is free. I mean, I I would have yeah. paid for this. Oh yeah, you and I think you know that's the thing we've been talking about this for a long time. Like, how do they make this free? Um, and they've always been talking about like maybe in the future they'll do some sort of uh, in-game items that you can buy, but that doesn't seem apparent right now. I so. look forward to the documentary. You know, ten years from now, looking back at how the mafia promoted, you know, <laughs> Rec Room. <laughs> I think I think that they are. It. I think they are just going for a, a, a freemium game right now with, with not much going on. Because I think if you would now sell cosmetics in a VR game, well, the industry or like community is still small, you're going to kill your game. Mm. I think. Oh, I mm. No, 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 no. Hang on. Like Poker VR is the highest grossing uh, mobile app and they do exactly that. Yeah, but you that's can... a poker game. We're talking about a game that is getting played by kids, young kids. Mm. Yeah, but you do yeah. know what like having kids is like because, you know, they just, they're like, hey, dad, I want this thing. And, you know, yeah. if you're a six-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 16-year-old, like eventually that millstone breaks, apparently. Of course, that's yeah. that's true. But being the first one doing cosmetics is, is still like, uh, you, you got to be brave. Yeah. Is anyone so, doing it at the moment, actually? No, on, no well, that's, that's the thing. Like, it's not a standard yet. So if the first one does it, people are not going to be amused. And then later on, it becomes the standard, of course. But... No, no one is doing it. No one it was it. I, the only thing that I can think of is it was a first for the one that Here Be Dragons uh, did that um, Dispatch. Dispatch yeah. did a model and whereby you could buy the DLC because yeah. before that point, mm. Oculus Home did not actually support the purchasing of yeah. DLC, and that was only earlier this year. Yeah, so no, it's, it, it's the same with roller coaster, epic roller coasters. You can play the first one, and then the rest you need to buy. Uh, maybe Sensor is an example where they do it. They sell in-game uh, mm. items. But that's face your fear. A, I noticed that. So the, the face your fear. The different episodic content is yeah, available. Yeah, that's for... different. Like we're talking about, you can play the entire game, but how you are dressed up—that's not something that that hasn't like that has not happened yet, as far mm. as I know. Yeah. So in terms of like features, what what features would you guys like to see come to Rec Room uh, I, Royale? I, honestly, what I would like to see is yeah more players, of course, in a map or more in like a huge huge like like island but the thing is like the game is not is not gonna like handle that properly i'm afraid yeah so that's something yeah. i'm missing like 16 players is fun and it's like a small quick match but if the if there was more going on then it would be nice of course the other stuff is like nah, new maps and new weapons this and but i would i would like to see more players oh uh, yeah what about duos um, and squads duos and squads yeah, is yeah. the first thing that you need that's what I was going to say, because like, it seems like people are teaming up in this game already anyway, like unofficially, yeah. you know, people are like making little alliances in the cable car before we even jump out, sort of saying, look, are we going to work together? Yeah, um, it's the thing, so like yeah. if you do squats and you have s such a low player count, then it's not really that fun. Of course, it's like more intense, mm -hmm. but you just need more players to kind of like make those other game modes work too, I think. Yeah, but like an an eight v eight team would be like a really really fun yeah, like eight team versus eight team. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it, uh, what about like it will definitely eliminate that that teaming problem because then people know yeah. that they shouldn't play solo because no one is going to have mercy there. Well, if you play squats, then yeah, yeah. yeah. What about Thanos? You want Thanos to come to uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a DLC? 
Yeah, yeah. sure, man. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe some power-ups. No. Maybe, like, I would love to see some team stuff, but, like, that, that that's more on the commercial side, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm not sure if Rec Room is, like, ready for that. Yeah, could be cool. Yeah. You know? Like, when I'm playing yeah. Rocket League, you sometimes have DLCs for, like, a new movie or a game. Let's say Rec Room has uh, the, the Avengers or the Incredibles, and you got some costumes of that. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. It would be cool as well to have one power up that was like super like crazy <laughs> that was a rarer thing as well that happened you know like a like a chicken hat and then all of a sudden like you know you're really OP and you've yeah. got like more health or whatever you know that, that I'm sure I'm sure they're going they are going to spice it up but but that's already yeah. so cool that we finally have like let's say I don't know it, it feels like a, a triple A kind of like yeah a, a rec royale uh, you know battle royale mode. I think it's, yeah, it's it really polished and yeah. the other ones were good too like stand out and but those those ones weren't really like rec room is such a, a huge game man like yeah, everything it, it makes turns into gold at this moment yeah and people were going nuts for that free weekend as well so now that it's officially released i don't think you can you're going to jump in and be struggling to find a, a full match full of people definitely not um, so yeah, if you're interested in checking out Rec Room Royale, if you haven't tried it out, I'd wholeheartedly recommend you just dive in and check it out. Uh, you know, shoot some kids, uh, get some sort of like uh, <laughs> free, frustration out. Free kills. Yeah, you, you you have a good time. Trust me, trust me. Right. Okay. So like, moving on to our last bit of quick news this week, uh, virtual virtual reality has finally released on Oculus Rift. So when the Oculus Go first launched, um, everyone pretty much checked out virtual re- virtual reality because it was like the go to game to go and try out because it was like the one on the platform that really felt like a a yeah. fully fledged VR game. You know, you had this awesome story. It was kind of a bit portal esque where you had this kind of robot called Chaz who was making you work for these like <laughs> weird weird robot AIs like uh, there was a robot called like an AI called butter that just wanted you to put like toast in him <laughs> it was super weird. So weird it was so weird but so much fun and the other cool mechanic of the game is that you can actually put VR headsets on in the game so there's a VR headset there you put it on and then you go into another world and then in that world you can put another VR headset yeah. on that goes into yeah. another world and then when you take them off you sort of backtrack out of those worlds into the <laughs> previous one so it's really like vr inception that's kind of what it feels like it was a it was a really fun game um but it was strange that it was never available on the rift or or the vive um but now they've released it on the oculus store so it's available for rift it's not on steam right now so i think it's still probably going to be exclusive to oculus for a little while but um i would imagine it will come to steam eventually because it's it's been on daydream previously so um but if you're interested in like a you know a fun adventure game and you own a go then check it out if you haven't ever heard of this game and you own a rift then i would wholeheartedly recommend you go and check it out on the store it's available for 9.99 in british pounds 14.99 in us dollars and it's probably maybe like three four hours long i would say uh, but it's sort of like a narrative driven adventure um and it's a it's, it's sort of like a tongue-in-cheek sort of comedy as well so you know if you like that kind of thing like portal that sort of sense of humor then you'll you'll really sort of jive with this one i got um, to play it this week mike so um i i have this is an interest this is the first time i'm gonna make this remark and the remark is i've been playing it on oculus go and then i tried it on rift i played it for about know, an hour or something on rift and i noticed the difference in fidelity uh so right. in in favor of the go <laughs> i was like oh, the sharpness in the go um was uh, obviously on on pc i was using kind of proper headset and things so the audio was slightly maybe better and the graphical fidelity the environments itself in terms of lighting i believe there was a difference on pc but in terms of yeah. sharpness of the scene and the panel that i'm looking through it was readily apparent that the go was better 
which is the right. first time I've I've had that that feeling. I think it's great yeah. that it's open doors. It worked great with the touch controllers. Um, having the one three off controller is always a little bit awkward, but VVR does a great job anyway. So uh, it feels like a AAA title, right? I mean, it's it's a great game. Yeah. Sounds like so you're, it sounds like your first time outside. It's <laughs> like <laughs> my first time outside. But yeah, like you know, if you're only on the go, you you need to go and check this game out. You yeah, you'll definitely. love it. You'll love it. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because uh, the developers Tender Claws they recently did an interview with Oculus talking about the the re-release of virtual virtual reality on Rift, and they announced that they're collaborating with Oculus to bring out a new experience next year. So oh. that's another oh. little sneak peek okay. of what's coming it's so, out. It's so year. weird. I have like I didn't hear anything about this like developer and their game at all, and then Mike mentioned it because it was on the Oculus Go. Before that, like. As, as we said before, we missed so much stuff. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very good. And, it, and it's like it came out like how how long ago? Two like years two ago, years ago. It? Two years and ago. And it's yeah. so nice. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same with a uh, floor plan. You know, that was a game that I originally missed, and I only got to check it out this week on the go. And yeah, that was a really great little puzzle title as well. So it's funny that we keep on finding these gems that we just yeah. missed along the way. You know, we're just looking at the big hitters, and we miss these cool little gems. Uh, that we should have checked out. Cough, cough, Resident Evil, Mike. We're waiting for your playthrough. <laughs> God, well, you know, maybe in the E3 predictions later, I'll talk <laughs> about, about that. Uh, but let's move on to our first main topic this week, and that is Stormland. So last week we had a little tease from Insomniac. They were saying that they're bringing out a game, and they just teased one little picture, which looked like, uh, you know, like a Johnny Five type robot. Is this <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> in the forest and uh, we didn't have a name for the game or anything like that so although we wanted to talk about it last week we thought we'd probably better save it to this week after the announcement yeah. and uh, so this week the team at insomniac finally gave us more information and the upcoming game is going to be called stormland so insomniac they're not strangers to vr they've developed vr titles before they they made edge of nowhere which is a cool uh, third person platform game very nice uh, spooky as well um, very spooky uh, they also released uh, the Unspoken, which is a you know a really sort of well regarded uh, yeah. sort of competitive multiplayer game yeah. where you cast spells. Uh, Feral Rights as well. Like oh. I never actually played that Ooh. one. I think that one. <laughs> yeah, well, that I don't was... think that one did very well. No, 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 that one did very, very badly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, Happens. But they also made some incredible pancake games as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, you yes. know they. Made uh, the Spyro series, uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, the Resistance series as well, uh, Sunset Overdrive, and also uh, the new upcoming Marvel Spider-Man game. Yeah. There, so oh, that Spider-Man well. game looks lit. Yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, every now and again, even though we're sort of so heavily invested in VR, yeah. a pancake game turns our head, and that is one of them, for yeah. sure. No, no, you're That right. is one of them, for sure. Uh, but they are also making a VR game, which is great. And um, like I say, it's going to be uh, called Stormland, and it's going to be exclusive to Oculus Rift. And that is because it was made in partnership with Oculus Studios. So like I mentioned earlier on with Oculus Start, Oculus sort of do fund a lot of these games and get heavily involved in the development. So if a, a developer's got a great idea for a game, Oculus will be like yep this has got real potential let's work together and make this the best possible game it can be so i do admire oculus for what they do Uh, in that sense Uh, it's usually more effective than uh having a developer do it on its own on on their own i mean if you you look at all the the games they have been bringing out so far like we we had like that that calendar year where they brought out like every month one game like there was always no game that that wasn't that good so i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Oculus Studios does a lot to help out these developers, so yeah. you know it has to be said they're doing a great job of it. But from the footage of this game, um, it looks like you kind of take the role of like a robot gardener, <laughs> and you're kind of like tending to like this like 
planet, I guess, and making sure like everything's growing okay and everything's going fine. Yeah. And then, of course, something goes wrong. Some evil robots land and they sort of blast you. <laughs> and then uh, it sort of flash forwards to like a real sort of time in the in the future. You know, the, the robot's got like moss growing on him. He's got like plants growing around yeah. him. So he's obviously been there for some time, left abandoned. And he suddenly comes back to life again. And you take the role of that character sort of uh, scavenging for your body parts again. So you you see him like picking up an arm and plugging it in and like an eye and plugging that in. And then um, sort of looking for his like robot comrades to bring them back to life yeah. as well. Yeah, if I was so that dude, I'd be pissed. You know, I'd be like, yeah, I would be like, you know, you beat me up, you left me in the forest, and I missed this second half of Game of Thrones. You bastards! You know, left me here for <laughs> exactly. a millennium, and now I'm back. I, 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 I do like, I do get a little bit of like an uh, an arc park survival uh, like uh, uh, vibe here, not because of. Like I think the game is going to be really good, but the the exploration part, I wonder how how long is that part compared to that epic shooting stuff? Like I I wanna I wanna I want more of exploration. I want more of that part. Don't give me yeah. like twenty minutes of oh it's all so happy and then oh fire and then the rainbows are gone and then it's only me just shooting around a bit. Just just mix yeah. it up in a way. I would love to That's see that point. where you rebuild the planet, but then mm-hmm. also doing that. Where you're not getting shot, for example. You More know, balance like, between the two types. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, to me, it looks like Far Cry had a baby with Lone Echo. That's my vibe yes. on this. Is that so, it's like it's it's trying to go more open worldy, but mm, I wonder yeah. if they'll achieve it. So I have the same reservation Nathy just mentioned, which is: is this going to yeah. be more corridor in terms of the story progression, yeah. or is there going to actually be the avenue like Far Cry, for instance, to, for me to go to Town A or Town C? Yeah. Like, do I get to choose my path? Or am I very locked in into yeah. a step? Because we've done Lone Echo. This looks kind of like that. But um, yeah, I like, the, I like the background. I mean, the, for me, the Subnautica side of it was probably the part that I liked the most, where the giant like flying bony fish thing goes over your heads. I love scale being yeah. shown to us in these games. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like you say, it's, it's actually more like Far Cry, like you mentioned, Zim, in that it's, it's, it's free roam. So you can choose oh. which path you want to go. You can choose it. You know, I want to take out this encampment first. I want to go and do this first, or I want to go and do this. The, the choice is yours. Yeah, but, they will have a, a story narrative, of course, mm-hmm. but the game is open world. Yeah, like usually, like when I played Far Cry and all those open world games, like GTA, for example, it's usually you have missions, but it's always like including shooting or maybe some stealth. But that's it. Yeah, that's the that's the problem I, I'm having right now with some VR games that are coming out or are soon going to come out. That it's always much shooter, and I'm like, why is that? Of course, it's appealing to a big audience. That's for mm. sure. But it's just like this trailer as well. It gives you a sense of like, wow, I can really maybe explore a, a forest and really do something good. But then in the end, it's maybe you just throwing grenades all around. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is just a trailer. I would love to see some yeah. actual gameplay because it seems all very scripted, in my opinion. I would love to mm. see some actual gameplay. So like like you say, like from the, from the trolley, you see shooting yeah. mechanics, you see climbing, you see gliding. They're like flying around the environments as well. Yeah. But like um, according to the sort of the synopsis of the game, you know, they, they're encouraging the fact that you get to move around and make these decisions yourself. Obviously, like uh, gunplay and fighting will be a part of it. But also the interesting part of this game uh, from the website and their sort of information about it is that the Tempest, which uh, I understand are the enemies in this game, they rearrange the Stormland to reveal new challenges every week so or or even every few days. So the, the, the environment will actually change. So even if you've sort of done a mission here and you've done a mission there, well, the game is going to update sort of from the server in terms of new challenges, wow. new loot 
caches. The map's yeah. going to change. Um, you can play the single player or you can play it yeah. co-op yeah. or with a group of friends as well. So That sounds interesting. What, what they're also talking about is that you can sort of do raids together. So like you mentioned, it's almost a bit like... Um, Destiny. A bit like Destiny, exactly. So you've kind of got this free-roaming yeah. oh. Destiny-type style game. You but there's know, a multiplayer and, aspect to this. I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's more cooperative uh, multiplayer, not competitive. Nice. But the, the the idea is that they're going to have raids. They mm-hmm. they literally describe them as raids. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to team up with other players to take down like that big no, worm thing that, that you saw. In the- that's fantastic, Mike. Because at the moment, if yeah. you want to if you want to have a proper raid, Orbis VR is probably the only one that I know where you can go yeah. along with a yeah. you could go along with ten people and go take yeah. down a massive yeah. boss, and that feels great. I've done that. Um, so with that makes me a lot more excited about this because yeah. the social dimension to something like this can really make it blossom. Yeah, and like I said about like the uh, the thing being like update the game being updated regularly, you know, like it means that you can scavenge items and find something that r- is rare that you might not ever find again, and that's what yeah. interests me. So like Diablo you could find. Effect. You could find like an arm, you know, that, that's like OP or yeah. got some special skills to it um, that maybe you would never find again. So you have Fire a unique loadout. <laughs> I bet it has. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the idea is like really cool where they update. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if you can't keep gameplay refreshing and it's always the same thing, even with like mm. a different skin or with, then it starts to get boring. So you need to yeah. find something that keeps it fresh in terms of gameplay too, because the environment can change, the boss you're fighting yeah. can change. But if that, that shooting mechanic you do with friends, it's the same with Destiny. After a while, people got bored of Destiny because they were yeah. doing the same thing all over again. They were just opening some loot crates. They were just doing this. They were doing that. And in the end, it was always they always did the same thing. Like I always did that with mm. GTA. Uh, I was stealing weed. I was stealing cocaine. I was stealing that. But in the end, it was always the same mission, but with a different... Yeah like skin around it or different enemies that was fighting, but they were still, you know what I mean? That, they that could Borderlands is... the, so they could Borderlands this though. Cause like what was very, very good. And Mike and I played in like from other sons, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the kind of infinite weapon, you know, thing coupled with, Hey guys, I just found a rare weapon and you're holding on to that provided there's enough disparity between yeah, fights, sharing. And yeah. it's not just, Oh, I got another one point on accuracy or stability no. or something like that. Then it can actually be like, wow, I actually found this. Like it is the Diablo effect of, if you find yeah. that item and it just, it yeah. keeps you coming back. So I'm, I'm quite hopeful now, actually. I think this yeah. is sounding like a much better, uh, but I mean, still well, like the game you, you guys played together back then was also the same thing. You could experience it once or at least twice and then you knew how everything was working so then it wasn't really a surprise anymore and it didn't feel new so after a while you stop playing because of that so that's what i wonder if you if you can spice the gameplay up like let's say i can build a garden with with mike and i need to return every week and do that but then i also can scavenge and play a mission where i need to kill some enemies then you like spread it out with different things you can do but if it's always that that shooting mechanic that is always involved with that it starts to get mm. repetitive. Mm. Quick segue here. Like a Stardew Valley in VR, we need something like that. That, that, that sounds great. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But this this game is obviously due for release in 2019. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. Like we've got this one, this big title from Insomniac. We've also got this big title from Respawn coming out in 2019. Yep. So I'm glad that we're getting a bit more sort of a teaser of what's coming out in the future. Give us some yeah. sort of hope, stuff to look I forward mean, to. Games start to look better and better VR-wise. I mean, this trailer, of course, yeah. is very polished. and and But I still think that, that the actual gameplay is going to look very impressive graphically as well so we're really uh heading towards a new like like standard too you know 
But I, I, well, I would love to see other developers like Oculus now needs to spend some money on devs to make things, you know, and it's very good. I think it's it's very good for the market. But let's say if there are soon also developers just, just making this themselves, because right now developers need Oculus to reach this uh, quality level. I don't think many developers can really spend that much money to make a game like this Stormland one. Yeah, it's quality level. You know what I mean? So it's really like said you this. need them to do it. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, we've said this before that the hardware manufacturers, people like Valve, people yeah, like HTC, yeah. Pimax, wherever it may be, yeah. should start backing these games and, you know, funding these developments, yeah. you know, to show off the hardware to its yeah. fullest potential. Yeah, but I'm sure you know? the more games Oculus makes and when Valve also steps in with their games, it will make VR more popular. And then before you know it, you can just make a game yourself without really, because that's it. Like, the developers that now make games for Oculus are AAA devs, and that's very good. But then after a while, you have a big community playing all these games because they know, hey, I played Lone Echo, great, so I can expect more games coming, you know? So then, because right now, this is the only way you can really make it grow and also mm. let people experience something next level. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so let's move on to our second topic of this week, and that is uh, Apple AR Kit 2. So on Monday this week, Apple held their annual worldwide uh, developers conference in San Jose in California. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't any new hardware announcements, you know, no <laughs> new iPhones, no, no iPads or Macs. Yeah. Sorry, Rowdy. Uh, yeah, and there wasn't any sneak peeks either of uh, you know any VR projects or anything like that. However, they did show off their new uh, Apple AR Kit 2. Yeah. And They've updated their SDK, so it now has improved face tracking, uh, realistic rendering, 3D object detection, persistent experiences, and also shared experiences. So what they're saying is with persistent experiences that you can tie an augmented reality application to an object, and then it will be there persistently. So when you return later on and you know look at it through either your device or whatever it may be, the item will still be there and it will stay there in real time. Yeah. But also uh, shared experiences. So the idea with that is that you know, you can create uh, an experience and then, you know, like we've played games together, Zim, you know, like that AR tanks game, you know, we're looking at it and we're sharing it together, but also that a third person could come in with their device and spectate the whole thing. But you know what that's about, Mike, right? You know, that's about like, you know, casting on YouTube or, you know, anything. It's just like, it's so cool to see that they're finally, um, you know, thinking about how the content is going to be shared and really supporting it from the base. It's so good to see it. Also, the Lego demonstration that they did where they had, you know, an existing Lego block. I'm not going to just repeat what they said, (laughs) but, you know, to be able to have something physical, then you build a wider environment. It's this whole kind of cross-stepping that we've seen a couple of times, um, the Sims has done it very well that if you can open up the digital marketplace yeah. you and, and you're pushing no longer just, you know, brick and mortar store experiences, you're actually pushing digital experiences. The, the amount of money you can make off of that as a company is enormous. So seeing Lego step into digital, it was a really yeah. big piece here. Very I mean, they've, cool. been, they've been doing games for ages on 2D, but seeing them step into yeah. this environment it's another heavyweight joining yeah. joining the frame. Yeah, and and, and yeah. the more you see these announcements coming by, the more you start to understand what they are going for here because they, they seem to really build with like mobile phones right now, like the AR market. And then when the AR headsets are more affordable or like more advanced, they can all like use all of that content and just place it towards the actual like like glasses you are wearing. And that's super smart. You know what I mean? 
and that's the thing like i was going to mention the, the lego thing and if you if you guys haven't seen it i'll kind of describe it you had like a, a lego set that was like a, a like a, a building right like a house or a, like an apartment yeah. store or whatever it was and then they were looking through an ipad each so two guys using an ipad each and then they were adding more digital stores but they looked identical to the, like the physical one in this uh play space and then the, the, they built sort of virtual worlds around them to sort of link them all together and then you could use like virtual characters like, like little minifig characters to hop into like cars and other sort of like interactable uh, objects and uh, it looked so so cool but i was sitting there watching it and i was like this is awesome. Like, this is so, so cool. You can sort of even go into uh, an X-ray view of the building and see the little minifigs working around the physical inside building. the physical building. Yeah, exactly. The physical the building that, that you, you have in front of you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that is so clever. That is so clever. But then I was like, what freaking kid is sitting there playing with Lego and then is playing with Lego physically with one hand and then holding <laughs> his phone like this? So he can see this digital world yeah, through his eyes in the other hand. I, I think it's it's like a fun like like sales points right now to put that on the box, even that you don't really know if it's really gonna work out. Like for me, when I was playing with Lego, I was always using my own imagination. I don't think that most kids even need an AR app to see their like little uh, figures move and and what's going on inside. At least that's how I always played with Lego. Like this this imagination was going to a level that like adults never will be able to like even uh you know so i i don't really know but mm. the multiplayer aspect where your yeah. friend comes by and you you show off your new lego house and they can just play together that's interesting then the social part i think is the is the coolest thing here because you can share but, your own yeah yeah i, I agree like it's amazing like it, when you combine the physical world and the augmented world and you can't really distinguish between the two that's really magical but what i was thinking in my mind was just get rid of the freaking ipad get rid of the iphone and let me have some apple ar glasses well, where i can just put them on and then going. i can that, that, yeah, yeah that's, that's where we're going mike that's the next of course thing. and as the subject matter expert in this space right who has a kid who's been playing smash tanks out in the garden for like two hours at a time, I can tell you that there is no hesitation, you know, with a four-year-old to, you know, know how to use, to jump into and demand to play that game, to actually walk around and like look at the tanks and the cute characters. So Smash Tanks is a great existing AR experience right now for like two quid. It's a great game. If you got any friends, you can play on your device or have two devices or whatever. But, but we had this challenge. It was like, I don't want to give you know, my little girl, my phone, I want her to have a tablet or another device. So when I saw this, I was like, you've just solved my problem. You've just fixed my problem. Thank you. And this is like not coming. I don't know if it's out already, but it's, it's soon that they're going to have this out for, for devs. So now now all I got to do is go bug that developer to go, uh, you know, update to the new API. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that the Apple AR glasses will be here soon enough. Like, you know, within the next couple of years, with all the other AR glasses manufacturers <laughs> yeah. like Magic Leap, and can't be soon enough, seen. Mike. Can't be soon enough. Um, but I, I totally agree. Like, I, I, I like the idea of this technology, and the more I see little demos like this, it kind of gets me more sold on the idea of augmented reality. Yeah. But really, it needs that kind yeah, of like hands. You don't want to look through your phone to see something. No. It's not immersive no. enough. No, no you want it. You want the world to be. But that, that's why, around. like, that's why they yeah. now build all this software, and I'm sure it's like easy. You can yeah. easily bring that to glasses. Something that I also liked, and I'm not sure if this is like people are like uh, all like discussing right now what is AR and what isn't because right now AR is on your phone too. You know, you yeah, of course, like Snapchat filters yeah, yeah. Are AR because they they were showing that you could be someone else and then still yeah. talk and have moving eyes, and, and that was also very very interesting. 
Uh, Are you talking about the uh, an emojis? Yeah, yeah, where you could be like you could make your own uh, emoji and then uh, also like put it on your face and then talk with other people that were also dressed up as their like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, or you could be a, you could be a, a talking poop. You know, you could be yeah, a talking well, poop. I, yeah, yeah, you can, you can. And there are like some new characters too now that have been added, like a cat and and things like that. You have all kinds of new characters that you can be. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, there's some news from <laughs> Apple this week in terms of AR. Uh, you know, I think it, it has a great future, but I really think it needs to be hands-free for it to be super yeah. successful. Yeah, I think we, Rowdy we'll is, uh, is planning to buy an iPhone now because he, he says, like, yeah. I can be a talking poop. Yeah, you can't do that on a... Uh... An Android, no, oh. that's true. And that's the thing, because he's not here, he can't defend himself, oh, so it must so be now, true. Yeah, it must be true. So, like, our final topic of today uh, is going to be E3, because obviously that is happening this week. Nathie is obviously going. Yes. Uh, you, you actually fly out tomorrow? Yeah, I will be right? flying out tomorrow, and... Uh... Yeah, I, I like that's the thing with E3. Like the a part of it is is like announcements on paper. You know what is going to come. I mean, Sony is like like tweeting all kinds of stuff. You know, like the Tetris game and like they came. There was a new one that came out today, like a like a third person one as an announcement. Um, but yes, there there is so much going on, and you can just clearly see that VR is becoming bigger and bigger. Um, I mean, the E3 is the place to be to announce your game of course like oculus yeah. connect is important too gdc as well you know like uh i think uh alchemy labs they announced their game at the video game awards so there are like all kinds of places where you can do it but you see slowly more vr you know slipping into the e3 as well so that's really cool yeah yeah, and like we we have some information about games that are coming out. Yeah. You know, like we talked about Transcendence last uh, episode. You know, that's going to be there. Stormland, maybe they'll show some yeah. some gameplay stuff there. Um, like you mentioned, Tetris Effect for PSVR. Yeah, uh, Arca's Path, uh, which is a game from Rebellion, which we'll probably talk about more next week. But yeah. that's going to be cross-platform PSVR, Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, Oculus Go, uh, other mobile headsets as well. So you know, it's cool that. The, we're getting a lot of uh, you know VR news coming uh, oh, into yeah. E3 as well, but I'd love to know uh, what you guys think, and also in the chat what they think in terms of like predictions, what's going to come up, if there's going to be any titles that they know or they've heard little snippets about that are going to be announced at the show, or any like they just have on their wish list, like what would be on their wish list. And uh, I'll sort of kick things off with some sort of uh, rumors that I heard this week, <laughs> and that was um, that Alien Isolation Two is going to be announced at E3. Um, there was a post on Reddit leaking a picture of the main character, Amanda, from the original game. Oh, um, the, there's going to be an Alien Isolation 2 game, and it's going to be uh, have VR support natively from launch day. Uh, you know, obviously, they got a lot of feedback in terms of Alien Isolation VR, you know, to the point where the community just decided to make their own version of a VR game and mod it yeah. uh, to get it to work. So there is there is a big interest in VR for Alien Isolation, and if this is true, then I think that's the one I'm probably most excited about. Yeah. Because if the developers, uh, which are um, uh, they they took down their website recently as well, they called a Creative oh. Assembly. They took their website down this week as well, which would also suggest that maybe the rumor is true that I... they're updating it ready for E3. But it's still like the same developer who makes the second one. The original one, uh, Alien Isolation, yeah. yeah. Yes. Huge. Okay. S- same. same in, in, in collaboration with Sega, right? 
Uh, yes, it was originally, yeah. So it was Sega and Creative Assembly, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, because when, when they first showed off Alien Isolation, uh, they actually had VR supports. So they were working on that. It, it, like this mod, it wasn't a mod. It was based on what they actually were planning to bring out. So I'm sure they had, did a lot of research to VR. I'm not sure why they, like, in the middle just stopped. Maybe they were like, hey, uh, later on we will get motion controllers. This can be so much cooler exactly. than yeah. uh, just some positional tracking. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that, that that's that's a title that is just too terrifying. I'm, like if it's there, I will make a photo for you of the booth. That's all I do, okay? <laughs> that's that's it. yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm not seriously. I'm not just just. I played. Just take some adult diapers. You'll be fine. <laughs> I played Alien Isolation with the DK2. Like hearing that alien just just chase you while you're running down the hallways, and then see that like weird <laughs> tail going through your body. Oh yeah, I loved my it. God, I was. So I think you're right because I, I forgot that you know when I Alien Isolation originally launched, the touch controllers weren't out that at that point. Nope. were they? So, so that's that's probably no. Why, I never but... played it with that. That's actually a very good. It's uh, a very good point, Mike. But um, yeah. th- when when you say that, like it's like oh, it's going to be VR. Like my assumption is, of course it will be because it well the first one was. Um, yeah. I mean, literally, this is the way it, the way it dropped. It was like oh, Alien Isolation is coming out, and oh maybe you know it doesn't have official VR support, and then you literally go into an any file. And you change the thing that says like from no to yes, and that was it. Yeah. And then it works. Yeah. Now it wasn't perfect because yeah. some of the screens um, yeah. were a little bit challenging to read in the DK2 at the time. And so I think the reason they didn't bring that forward to Rift natively is because of the retooling, and probably they were already working on 2.0 in in, in their shop. Yeah. So why dedicate the software people to that? And then the mod team came in and did the nice patch job. So yeah. I did hear yeah. earlier, by the way, PD mentioned there's been an update to the mother mod this week. Um, right. So he mentioned this earlier on, and he said, "There, oh, it's getting a major update in a few days," is what PD says. All right, cool. So good yeah, to like, yeah, if you haven't checked out the original Alien Isolation with the Mother uh, mod, which is available, you can just Google it, and you can find out instructions how to install it. It is, it is an awesome experience. And if they can make this from the ground up with VR support, then that's okay. got me very excited yeah. indeed. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to some other things that I think are probably going to happen. Um, I, I would say it's probably highly likely that Beat Saber is going to be announced for PSVR at E3. I would be really surprised if it if it doesn't, because the devs have been kind of like, they they, they can't confirm, obviously, that they're working well, on a PSVR version, but they've been sort of absent well, in their comments. I, I can tell you that I messaged them saying like, hey, are you at E3? Let's meet and, and whatever, you know? And they said like, yeah, we're very busy working on our game. So, I mean, enough yeah. said, I guess. Mike's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a smart so, one. Yeah. I, I think they're going to announce and it. And it works there, well it's on a PlayStation VR. I mean, it's a front-facing yeah. thing. So, I mean, nothing can get, really go wrong, right? Yeah. And it's funny, like, um, we had some friends over last night and uh, sort of introduced them to VR, you know, put them through the Oculus Dream Deck, and then we just jumped straight into a Beat Saber session playing custom tracks, and we had an absolute blast. So I'm really excited for the PSVR community to finally be able to play it because I think it's a fantastic game. Um, but also uh, other sort of things I really want to see at the show are Resident Evil 7 finally coming to PC. <laughs> I really oh. want that to happen. Like, please just put me out of my misery so yeah. I can actually play this game so I don't have to buy it on PSVR um fingers crossed maybe maybe like like resident evil itself wasn't an exclusive just the vr support itself oh <laughs> like like some some juicy yeah. uh things i heard is that there might yeah i don't know like this is the e3 guys like there's so much bullshit just getting announced on reddit and everywhere uh, i i saw something about super cold could be a big troll i don't know but yeah, super cold, which is like the sequel to super hot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it could be. It could be a big troll. Like uh, it's funny because um, the super hot devs actually commented on our previous episode of the podcast, and they were like, uh, you know, oh, don't worry, your your mind's in a cage. Like free your mind. Like that kind of cryptic <laughs> message. I was like, okay, these dudes are pretty weird. But um, if they called their game super cold, then it would be kind of cool. I think. Yeah. I, uh, if it had a completely sort of different sort of story arc to it, that would be interesting. Yeah, I'd I totally I, I like accept it. that name. I would totally accept yeah, would. that name. It's a cool. Uh, it's a cool next. It's not, like from to me. It sounds like 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 some kind of like, like dark troll. dark level with like or dark yeah. game with some stealth mechanics in there with something totally new and different weapons and things. Even if it would be the same thing they are doing, I would still mm-hmm. like to play it. I mean, yeah, uh, totally. And and there is another one, and and that's of course my personal favorite uh, uh, rumor is of course Bioshock on the PlayStation yeah. VR, an experience, I guess, not a full game. Um, but, I, you know, I don't want to disappoint myself, but I'm already, like, too far that I can't really get that out of my head anymore. You're pretty triggered by they, this They one. actually it's... got me. They got me with this yeah. with this nonsense. Because the game, the game that they, they sort of... Well, it kind of leaked on a list, didn't it? Along with some other ah. list, like games on the list. So oh it was called... It was called Bioshock uh, Resurgence. Uh, that yeah, was the, yeah. the name. And it said that it had like a PSVR mode to it. So it wouldn't necessarily be like the game, no. or it could be the game, but it might just be like a mode. I mean, or I mean, a, I mean a, it's a no secret out. that there will be a new Bioshock game coming in the future. And if mm. that is going to have some VR support, it would be cool. But I think if they do VR, it's going to be an extra experience and not the full yeah. game. But I don't know. I mean, they, the, the original Bioshock Infinite worked fine with Farpax. It's very impressive yeah yeah because also on that list just to let you know because natey tweeted it out this yeah. week as well and we, we we don't know whether this list is, is like <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's not. fake um uh, but it had like sort of playstation party it was a psvr title uh spider-man uh psvr mode so a, a, a psvr mode to the new spider-man game which is obviously a pancake game uh a resident evil 2 remake game with a psvr mode as well yeah. and obviously bioshock resurgence mm. Um, so we don't know if that's going to be true or not, but we'll soon find yeah, out yeah. Like in the coming week. The only thing um, I know is that Sony is going to be the one that kills it with VR once again. They are the ones that just bring out so many VR titles. Maybe yeah. we see uh, like Devolver, who also uh, is the one that is the publisher of Serious Sam and those kind of games. Maybe they come with like a new VR game that could be uh, an option. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like um, my, uh, Microsoft have got like a big uh, presence at E3 this year as well. Yeah. So whether they're going to pull something out of the bag and finally show their hand in the VR market, that that'll be really interesting. Like if that happens, then I'll be like pretty happy because like the more yeah, the people involved movie. in VR. Yeah. yeah and like we, it was always a rumor as well, like with the Xbox One X, because it was like sort of, like more powerful, a bit like the PlayStation Pro. That using that console, you yeah. could maybe play VR games, and I, the yeah. fact the fact that Microsoft have got all this like mixed reality headset, you know, um, line from all these manufacturers, if they could just enable it so it's compatible with the Xbox One X, yeah. then we've got another great system on the market that yeah. can deliver, you know, a PC VR sort of experience on a console. So, my, my, and I think that's what it needs. <laughs> you're 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 first. You're, you're like, please. Just move Resident Evil from the console to PC yeah. so I can play it. And then you're saying, yeah. screws him over by releasing yet another console with another <laughs> VR headset that he has to cover. Uh, That's what you're saying. Yeah, well, 
what, what I'm saying is I want more people involved in VR, like coming to consoles. I, I don't necessarily want to play them myself. Like I'm just happy with my PC I do think like you, you guys know the console wire between PlayStation and Xbox, you know, like if you have yeah. this in VR, that's going to be very interesting. And and I, yeah. like still, if they if they don't do VR this year, it's still not going to hurt them because you can still see that VR is still yeah. not at a level where it's really like necessary to bring out a VR headset. They can wait. Mm. I agree. They can I wait. They if they wait. wait for the right moment, they can maybe even make a better start than than doing it way too early. Um, and they, yeah. I mean, they made the connect. They know how to like kind of track stuff. And and I mean, I'm sure they're going to do something, but they're not in a hurry. Just like like some other companies out there. Yeah, it's it's funny because previously they have been asked the question, and uh, they said that we'll make VR headsets for like Xbox when their like wireless technology is 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 more advanced. That's pretty much their answer. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I'd still like to see them throw their hat in the ring and get involved. Dude, they're not, uh, it's gonna they're, be tough. Yeah, they're it's not gonna, gonna be wait tough for right now though because they just did no. the, um, the whole Windows mixed reality headset spiel that took development, whole bunch of different relationships external to Microsoft. That's got to be dragging them back, I would imagine, at this stage. The, I, the sales I, there couldn't be amazing. I don't think they're going to wait for wireless because in the end, that's the market, right? You first sell a headset with a wire, then you sell one without a wire, then you sell one with whatever tracking. You know, like mm-hmm. that, that's that's how, how you can sell new headsets and then you can upgrade them. I yeah. think they, they will do it. But as Zim said, like they, they have been now testing the market with, with the mixed yeah. reality headsets. And even like there is a big community with like uh, uh, MR headsets right now. It's a... Yeah, there is, there is. But but they they must, they must have known in the back of their minds that they're going to bring this to console eventually. Like, they must have known that, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, who knows? Who knows? Time will tell. Like, the only thing I I can remember, I've been talking about, like, two years ago, I said, hey, what if you can plug a Oculus Rift into your Xbox because they did a partnership yeah. back then. Do you know, yeah, like, at yeah. E3, they, I think it was two years ago, they were, yeah. were at E3 yeah. and they did something with Oculus. And then we were like, yeah. oh, okay, here we go, here we go. Now they're going to make an extra headset for the yeah. Xbox only. Never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. So the only collaboration they, in, in the end, they, what they did was they... They launched the Oculus Rift with a gamepad. Control. They did. Yeah, yeah, That's all. Nothing else. Which, by rumor, was the piece that delayed it. Yeah, Yeah. because there were not enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing is, I think in Palmer's unveiling, um, because me and the team covered it, and I can remember them saying that you were going to be able to run off an Xbox and play through your Rift. I remember them. I think they committed that, actually, in that unveiling, if I'm not mistaken. And we never got that. Uh. Yeah. If they did something like that, I would love something like that. Some really sort of like game changing news. That's yeah. why I want this E3. Something I, I really, like I really feel crazy. Like this, this E3 will be uh, led by the, the indie VR titles and not by any. Mm. Like we have seen some E3 trailers like, uh, you know, Stormland, but that's an E3 announcement trailer. You know, it's just like, hey, yeah. there's the trailer. Maybe you can play something there. Who knows? But. Um, there isn't like there is a lot of VR there, but it's more indie and it's not really. This year, mm-hmm. it seems like they, they, they are really focusing on that. Of course, Sony has like a big booth. They call it like the stacks, like Ready Player One, where you can play all kinds of things. Um, but funny enough, um, you are not even allowed to even make snaps there or video. So apparently, oh. they, they these titles are very exclusive and are not 
out yeah. there yet. So that's kind so, of- so, so so they're confirming that they are the real life IOI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But that, that that does mean that the games can be very spicy and that they are very good because if you are not allowed to make a video of a game, that that says enough about what games they are going to show. Then. Yeah. Well, we have our little mole. And <laughs> yeah, he, that's he's me. Gonna- He's, he's going to be infiltrating I'm them. I'm going to pass in, in out because of all the awesomeness I'm going to see. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's like the Disneyland okay. of, of games, right? Yeah. So any other predictions, suggestions from you guys I, before I, I wrap this one up? I think just from what I've seen lately in that part of the world as well, you, I think that you're going to see a lot more AR than you have in the past as well. Because AR mm-hmm. seems to be a very heavy hinge. And also, yeah. I'm really interested. Keep your eyes open for anything in the AR space, it's a game. I saw some multiplayer games where three, four of you are wizards, you know, battling in a in an environment and you see a dragon flying by and you're all trying to like cast yeah. spells at it. But like what Mike says, there's an awkwardness to kind of having to hold your phone. Or if mm. you're, you know, yeah. an American tourist, a giant 27-inch tablet uh, <laughs> yeah. walking around the field because we know those guys do that in London. But anyway, yeah. I am I'm, I'm looking forward to any multiplayer yeah. experiences in AR and see where they go with that because there's yeah. going to be some cool game in that sphere at some point that's going to yeah. be unmissable. Yeah, I'm just I think waiting so to hear about it. I don't, I don't think yeah. we will see that much AR on E3 because E3 is more of an, a place where you mm. announce something, something big. It's not really where you show something off that much. Of course, like the big AAA developers do that. But usually if you want to show something off, VR or AR uh, related, you go to Gamescom because that's more the show floor where people try mm. and play. Well, E3 is for press. It's a press paradise. That's what it is. It's not really for the for the consumer to like really compare to Gamescom. Like that, that's the place where it's really gonna happen VR wise, I think. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, ho- hopefully, in next week's episode, we'll have all yeah, this insider yeah. information. We'll be able I'm to tell you back everything. in time. Don't worry. I, be, I, I, I don't know how the jet lag is gonna be, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty hyped. I might even uh, maybe we should try and arrange some sort of like live stream when the, some of the press conferences are going on. We can maybe sort of watch it together and, and talk to the community while we do it. Maybe I'll try that's and all that. Very cool idea. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so let me just go over the show times again. So it's a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at the new times of 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. If you missed the live stream, you can catch up with the audio version available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. And if you missed the show, then you can catch up the re-upload, which I do every Sunday on my own channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, apologies for all these sort of issues that we've had this week. It's kind of been one of those <laughs> crazy ones. It's like it's like the curse. Yeah of like the round number like episode 40 all of a sudden everything just goes yeah. crazy we, we knew this was going to happen we were like oh no yeah. 40 is exactly. coming closer it's happening exactly and, and mike uh, a minute uh, of silence and rip rowdy yeah <laughs> dab for rowdy bless him <laughs> someone yeah. wanted it earlier so um so yeah we'll, we'll be back on track next week and uh, we'll spend some more time before the show getting everything sort of ironed out so we've got a, a smooth show next week for you and hopefully like i say with all the inside information from e3 as well so i hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this one and yeah. sorry again for all the technical issues and we'll see you on next week's episode so until then bye-bye for now bye-bye. Later. Later. wouldn't do